0: to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with Dr. Brian Artis, part two. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students, they become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it is Tuesday, April 26th in the year 2022. And we have a great show tonight with the part two of Dr. Brian Artis' interview. I think it's gonna you're gonna really enjoy this as he digs in a bit deeper and even gives some background on some of the way God's hand worked in all of this discovery that he's had. Remember to get good sleep. Right now is a critical time to have sleep, and you're, if you don't are getting if you're not getting good sleep, you're wearing your immune system down and making yourself vulnerable. Great sleep products is what you need, and you can find those at mypillow.com. Right now, the Giza cotton sheets are on sale for 60% off. They're some of the softest and most uncomfortable sheets you will ever encounter, as well as the MyPillow Classic, which is down to nineteen ninety eight. They are fantastic products. They'll really enhance your sleep and sleep experience, and you can take advantage of all of those savings and many, many more products using your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. In fact, if you use the BARDS landing page, which is MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, You'll find all the latest specials that are on are going on right now. They're all featured on that page. Again, using your promo code Bards, you can use that promo code anywhere on the Frank Speech site, the My Store site, and the My Pillow site. In addition, right now, when you buy a anything on My Pillow site with using your promo code, you're going to get a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, His Story from CEO how we got to CEO from Attic to CEO and one of America's greatest CEOs, in fact, in that. So check it out again, mypillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. And if you want to speak to a Patriot pillow counselor, they're going to get you hooked right up. 800-975-2939, 1-800-975-2939. Remember using your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Also, make sure you're keeping your immune system strong. We are surrounded by the stresses, and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day, while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on expeditioncoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. And all those links are below the podcast. So before we begin, a couple of things that have popped up tonight. I cannot confirm this absolutely, but it comes from a very good site. Apparently, both the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna have resigned in the last 72 hours. I'm still working to confirm that, but that looks to be something. Also, as you probably know, Elon Musk... As now is now officially the owner of Twitter. This is a headline on Zero Hedge. Twitter's top lawyer breaks down in tears during Musk takeover meeting. Twitter's top lawyer, uh, Vihaya, Vihaya Gaddy, reportedly broke down in tears during a virtual meeting with the company's policy and legal teams to discuss the ramification of Elon Musk's purchase of the social media platform. According to Political, Politico, they are, they are they are political though. Politico, Gaddy cried 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 during the meeting as she expressed concerns about how the company could change, and acknowledged that there are significant uncertainties about the company and what it will look like under Musk's leadership. Oh my goodness, these people! So, uh, as you know, I used to have a really good sized account over on Twitter, which they suspended me for life. Which, I, it was nice. I got a nice triggered email from somebody over there. So tonight, I sent them a little email back, just hoping that Gaddy, I guess, her Valleja, Gaddy, or whatever her name is, will read this. So I sent this to her tonight, and I put this in my, put, put protesting my suspension category in Twitter. And I said, the account was suspended because some triggered t- Twitter employee didn't like the truth. Unlock the account, please. Your new owner won't be happy with your little tricks of censorship. Those days are over. So thank you in advance for bringing back the account with all of the followers and tweets. By the way, Jesus is king. If you don't worship him yet, you will. He's coming. And when he does, you will bow at his feet. Just remember that. Even your sins can be forgiven. Not so sure about that, Jack, however. God bless. So we'll see what they say. Maybe we'll get our nice little... Maybe <laughs> I'll put some prayers to it. Maybe Jesus will smack him upside the head and say, open this account. That's good. All right, Patriots. With all that said, got everybody warmed up for a great interview. This is going to be part two of Dr. Brian Artis' interview. By the way, I've picked up, just as we ended last night, he talked about this the seed of the, of the serpent in people. So I backed it up just a little bit, and that's where we're going to pick up tonight when he was – talking about getting this original text about the what um, started this whole thing. And he was thinking about it in the shower. And this is where we pick up right there when he realized the potential of what was actually happening. So here we go. Dr. Brian Artist, part two, one hour, nine minutes.
1: Right after I got that text, I was going through everything related to COVID. I was like, holy crap, what if they're injecting people with snake DNA? and doing gene editing to get the serpent's DNA inside of yours. All I did was go back to the Genesis story where God put enmity between Eve and the serpent and her children. And I'm like, what if they're just outright wanting to destroy the image of God inside of you? And oh my God, this whole thing, as I said in that documentary, was it's become more evil than I could have ever imagined. And it is.
0: That to me is one of the big to grenades in the middle of the Wheaties right there because I think this is, and I shared this with uh, Dr. Tenpenny the other night, I think in spite of all the messages of the concern of COVID that have been out there, what you have done is constructed this narrative and effectively got people to realize that this isn't just about life or death. It's a transformation of who we really are by the one thing that strikes people very personally which is the idea that they willfully accepted a DNA in them that was changing their DNA to that of the serpent. I, I think that really ends up being the the nuclear bomb on this entire thing.
1: And y'all need to know Catholics, there's been this Jesuit determination to destroy Protestantism. They do not like Protestantism, which is what this country was basically founded on and preserved religious freedom for everybody, not just Protestants. They hate Protestants. Could you think of any better way to take Protestants and change their DNA? I don't I haven't even showed you this. Can I show you this? This is an article that I found from 2012 that made me realize, oh my god, this is really what's going on. And someone could foresee this. It's titled, look at this. I don't know. How the mark of the beast will rewrite the human genome, corrupting the image. Subtitle, The Genetics to the Deception Recombinant DNA. I want to read the conclusion here. The conclusion. The conclusion was this. He will obtain Satan's own genetic material and then insert it into his body using recombinant DNA, which is what the two creators of these shots and the two creators of the Corbavax vaccine that's going to India, India, that actually reads like CobraVax. It actually reads CobraVax. They just transpose the R and the B. It's called Cobravax, people, and it's made by a manufacturer of cobra venom and anti venom in India. Corbavax. If you haven't seen it, it's disgusting. It says here he will obtain Satan's own genetic material and then insert it into his own body using recombinant DNA. His body's own RNA will then cause the satanic strain to be replicated into various parts of the body. And once completed, his genetic makeup. DNA will be a new code, a code not strictly from Adam, even in Adam's fallen state, but will be augmented code that has been mixed with Satan, just as God declared in Genesis 3.15. Satan will finally have succeeded in imitating the incarnation. This man will literally become the genetic son of Satan because he will have Satan's seed mingled in with his own. It is consistent with the technology of transhumanism in that dissimilar kinds, species, can now be mingled into one. And they call it a hybrid. A chimera is what they call this, mixing two species of creatures together. And then let me read this last part. Are you okay with this?
0: Oh, absolutely. No, you have to understand, this has been very consistent on the show, so it's fascinating. I I had enough exposure to transhumanism when I worked at the Department of Defense to go, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so here you go. You're right. 2012, I couldn't believe somebody wrote this in 2012. This is what they wrote in the conclusion area it is reasonable and probably probable that the mark of the beast will also be an imitation of what the Lord wants to do for believers. He will restore us spiritually and genetically. We will be like him. We will be in his image. We will be conformed to his glorious body. We will have God's seed in us. By Satan giving us his genetic material to the beast who replaces Jesus, and then the beast offering, forcing all to take of his altered genetic material, Satan will be perfectly imitating our salvation. Probably one reason people will desire to take of his seed is because of the powers they are promised. What power are you being promised? That you will be able to defeat invisible invaders, a virus? We have seen both in the movies and by real life personal testimony. Oh, anyway, that's not that part. Oh, wait, here we go. Never mind. I just want you to know, I read this and I was very moved by it. I just want you to know that the individuals they reference in here who have already successfully made a hybrid of bacteria and human DNA, it was back in the 70s. In the late 70s, Dr. Stanley Cohen of Stanford, studying antibiotic-resistant plasmids and E. coli bacteria, and Dr. Herb Boyer, studying restrictive enzymes, realized that they could use restrictive enzymes to cut both plasmid DNA as well as DNA containing a gene of interest and combine the two DNAs so that the sticky ends of each other could be joined or spliced to make a recombinant DNA. And what they created was a bacteria human cell, two species. I want you to know something. The guy named Stanley Cohen in the 70s who figured out how to make a hybrid DNA of of, uh, bacteria and human cells, and Herb Boyer, these two scientists, in the 70s, do you know that they created a company in 1976 together, and it's called Genentech? And if you go to gene.com, G-E-N-E.com, that's their company, you should look at their website. GeneTech. for the last, 76 was the year I was born. So uh, I, I didn't find this ironic, by the way, that was the year I was born. 1976, they fund, found this company called Genentech. So for the last 45 years of my life, this company has multiple patented drugs. Guess what they're all derived from? Snake venom. Genotech specializes in making drugs from the components of snake venoms. Uh, Stanley Cohen, the guy who created Genotech in 1956, he figured out that he could accelerate growth factors in brain material, nerve material, by just taking the developing nerve of a the brain of a chicken embryo and just put King Cobra venom in the Petri dish next to it. And there was this invisible factor from the serpent's own venom that would accelerate massively the nerve growth factor. In fact, he called it nerve growth factor. He discovered it. He won a Nobel prize in 1986 for discovering you can manipulate human physiology with snake venom. That's the guy. So that's what gene and tech is. Genentech is owned by a company called Roche. Roche was awarded at the beginning of the pandemic in January of 2020. Roche, who owns Genentech, this company that specializes in snake venom, founded by a snake venom specialist who discovered snake venom stuff. He, uh, This company, Roche, was awarded by our FDA in January of 2020, the first awarded contract for the test kits to test people for SARS-CoV-2. And Roche owns Genentech. Guess what the FD, guess what Roche calls their actual test kits looking for SARS CoV 2? It's got a trademark name. Its trademark is COBRAS. And you take the R out of COBRAS and it's called COBAs. The R stands for Roche. COBAs 6800, 8800 was the test kits we started with to look for SARS-CoV-2 in your body. The snake venom connection research, researchers, scientists behind the whole thing. It's all related to snake venom. And this idea that there could be this sick play on getting snake venom DNA into your DNA and turning you into a beast, a chimera, a hybrid uh, is really evil in my mind.
0: Dr. Pilevsky talks about the lizard brain in children in the development. And I'm curious if, if you, because what he's talked about about is the fact that what we've seen with fear is we've seen the reduction of the cognitive capacities within our thinking and the, the reactive piece where people now are very, they lose the process to work through the problem and they just become reaction solution. In a propaganda sense, that becomes a very easy subject to manipulate. Where do you see, and I think a lot of people are curious, what you see is the impact of this integration of a snake DNA into our DNA. Do you see it? Because it's it's throughout the entire body, and what we know now with the mRNA is that it's actually transitioning and rewriting the DNA. So, on one level, what you propose is for me is really interesting because it suggests that this perpetual Development of a snake DNA is creating a perpetual poison in the body.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Which is keeping people permanently sick. Do you see that and other transformations in the body?
1: Yeah, I also see these organoids that are found in venom glands that they can use in the lab. I just saw this morning evidence that it looks identical in the blood of vaccinated patients. Like they just put them in you and they just replicate venom by themselves. What if they're just putting these in you and you're just making venom? That kills you over time and causes disease. This scientist and microbiologist I just got off the phone with on a Zoom call said, after I brought this to light, she's like, I could not believe none of us knew what we were looking at under the microscope for two years. There is evidence that it's all snake venom that's being injected into your body. And she's got it. She's got it all. She just People just didn't know that's what they were looking at. They were thinking about some mRNA from a virus, so they never put it together, but now there's evidence of that. So yeah, it's very disturbing and very disgusting. I don't know what else you want me to say about that, but I, they are either getting DNA into, mRNA into your DNA, and then your body is going to make new cells replicating your new DNA, which is a snake or serpent human cell. And you're going to replicate this stuff. Well, the gene sequences are causing massive death, just like snake venom does myocarditis, heart attacks, neurological diseases, autoimmune diseases, diabetes, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a neurological problem, uh, paralyzing uh, legs, arms, face, Bell's palsy. All of these prion diseases are side effects of continued envenomation. And what if you're just becoming a factory now to make this stuff? It's horrible. And you're going to be dying. And then for months later, years later, they're going to be able to wash their hands like pilot and go it would had nothing to do with us uh if they were going to die from something we did they would have died the first two days of the shots they died months later years later now i'm not buying that you, you have figured out how to master replicating snake venom poison as i call it to kill us internally
0: i agree with that so in the sense of this replicating inside of people let's talk about the concept of shedding or transmission sure just constant cases of people being near in, near contact, unvaccinated, vaccinated, end up with bleeding issues. In fact, I just talked to a farmer about a week ago that has restricted anybody vaccinated on their farm because they've had a cow that was touched by them whose udder started bleeding two days later. Is this a venom transfer we're seeing, you think? Or what do you think? Or is that spike protein? What do you think?
1: We all know that your body's creating a massive amount of antibodies and you're being injected like sherry timpani talks about with this mrna like the moderna shots like 100 billion or something she says little spike proteins are injecting into your body this is massively more than what you're going to experience if it's a respiratory virus or you're drinking it right that's way less than the infection you're receiving i have said this non-stop for two years i, I in the last four months it's become really uh, disturbing i mean just think about this The term shedding has never been used with vaccines until now. Do you know what else sheds? Snakes do. I mean, they do. They shed their skin. And I'm like, what a horrible play on words. (laughs) Like, What an ironic use of wordage, verbiage, that now is medical terminology, not just quotes from us. That's what the medical profession calls it and researchers. So this is what I've said nonstop. If they're injecting you with a virus and a bunch of particles of mRNA that's going to make the coronavirus inside you or the spike proteins. The human body is gonna be creating this stuff. It's dangerous and toxic to the human body. If anything is replicating in your body, yeast, viruses, bacteria, parasites, guess what the human body is designed to do? God created this way. The body is designed to shed all of the toxins and poisons that are in our body. And it does it in one of five ways if you're female or four ways if you're a male. Uh, And just think about it, if you got food poisoning, Or the flu, let's just say you got a flu, you got a virus in your body. Your body's going to get real hot and your body's going to start to sweat. It is physically sweating out the infection, like sweating it right out of your pores, trying to get it out of you. As you sweat it out, could you imagine you going up to someone who's got the flu and you start wiping their arms, their sweaty arms with the virus on their arms, and then you touch your mouth later and you get it. That would be a form of shedding. uh, And people do get infected that way. Why do you think they wear masks and gloves in hospitals? Because they know the people sick are shedding viruses, bacteria, whatever, through the air, out of their skin, through their urine and through their poop. Females have another way the body miraculously sheds poisons, toxins and infections. And that's through bleeding through their uterine lining. So for children, for example, let's just talk about breastfeeding children or children who are being hugged and loved on and kissed on by their parents. Saliva is another way you can do it. People having sex after these shots could be excreting this venom into the body of the female, and then they're going to actually start bleeding all over the place because their body's trying to reject the venom or the poison or the infection. There's always been this sense of knowledge that the body sheds infections. That's why it's a contagion. They consider it. I am not an expert on the shedding of venoms, but there is this phenomenon we're seeing that it's happening. Well, the body I know, the human body, when they get these shots, the massive amount of poison, venom that your body's replicating, your body's going to try to get rid of it. And you're going to sweat it out, cough it out, sneeze it out, whatever. And then people can breathe it in and get it. Yes, it's plausible. But uh, but I'm not somebody that you would want to consider an expert. I just know the body sheds toxins and infections and has forever. That's what it does. And anybody close to you that touches you, yeah, you can get this stuff in your mouth, hands, feet. Yeah. Let's to figure that one out. I just call it shedding. Yeah, you're shedding. <laughs> Snake shed. <laughs> All
0: right. So you have a calling to get this out. That's, I want to get to that because you had a real calling to get this message out to the world.
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, it's it was super heavy. The backlash right now that's occurring from anyone, I just want y'all to know it's been 90% of people around the world and people I know have been super supportive even if they're like what in the world are you talking about (laughs) at least they're nice they're nice about it they're like can you send us the studies can we look at it because they haven't looked through this lens yet it's just too foreign but 90% of people have been super supportive and loving there's just this little bitty fringe group over there you know like when Donald Trump said to the little people that were booing him when he said he got the boosters they're like oh that's just a little bitty group over there they're loud These people are loud, but there's only a few of you that are just outright ugly. I just want you to know, it's been awesome to watch the support. The emotional experience since this has come out has been way less tumultuous internally and emotionally and spiritually than the four months I was uncovering this on my own. Uh, I have never felt so alone, so scared. So I've never even felt scared in my whole life. I was like becoming terrified that uh, this could be. The reality and the more i looked at it the more real it became and there's two things that were motivating to me that were bothering me and making me angry and just so y'all know i actually reached out to five different medical doctors in those four months that i was researching on, on, on my own who i was trying and begging for them to meet with me privately over something i was learning and uncovering and i wanted their help to figure out how to test it and they couldn't deliver They couldn't deliver me the stuff, even though they said they could, like rimdesivir, the shots. I begged for it. I found labs. Mike Adams helped me find labs to get it tested for snake venom. And the doctors who kept telling me they could get it for me never got it for me. So it's not like I didn't try. And then I wanted to talk to one doctor I love and admire. His job and his specialty, he could have told me what I needed to do this whole time to solidify my suspicion. And he never made himself available to me for months. I mean, the whole time. There's two things that were bothering me at the same time. So either God just knew, Doc, keep this to yourself, Dr. Artis, and I'm just going to show you. And then we're going to we're going to use people, whether people like them or not, to help us get this out. You know how many people don't like Mike, Mike Adams and think he's some kind of conspiracy? theorist? I don't care. He trusted in me. And he actually returned my phone call. He's like, how can I help? What's going on? It's great. Stu Peters. Yes, get up here right now. What do you need? need security? Let me help you. Why do you need security? We got to tell the world this story. Great. You freaked out about the water? Great. Did it get the world's attention? That's great. I wanted the world's attention. I don't care what it took. A bomb, a firework. I don't care. Whatever it is. I got your attention. Thank God that anybody listened. I was really disappointed that the MDs didn't show up, but it didn't make me give up. Two things happened in the last four months that I was furious about, and it got me more concerned the whole time. The FDA in January, January 21st, 2022, they actually published a new emergency use authorization for the world and said remdesivir is now authorized to be the only drug to be given to all newborns in hospitals and outside of hospitals if they get COVID-19 and they PCR test them. They're going to pump remdesivir for three days into their veins. And this is the only drug they're now authorizing for all children in america you don't think that bothered me there's no way i was going to sit back and go oh no do you know what i'm starting to think remdesivir behaves like if you read remdesivir side effects in its description on its emergency use authorization it reads just like cobra toxin which is a venom in king cobra venom you really think i think it's okay to inject that into kids i've been telling you outright what I knew from research studies, which has been confirmed by the World Health Organization, everybody else in the last two years. It's super dangerous and toxic. It shuts down organs. It stops hearts. And it shuts down kidneys. Why would you inject this into babies? This is cruel to me. And I'm I, my spirit was like, no, I've got to save these people. You cannot do this. All right. That bothered me. Do you know what the FDA is voting on right now that's like wrecking me emotionally. They're considering giving these shots to babies, six months old to four-year-olds. That's what they're voting on right now. You think I'm going to sit back and go, you know what? Let's just wait till they say yes. No, I've got this huge pressure on me to let the world know you've got to look for snake venom in these shots. It's super evil. Do not do this to your children. No, don't do it. So those two things were driving me. I will tell you, I went and told Mike Adams that I was having this really emotional, spiritual experience. We went and he's like, Well, if it's really this serious that you need to meet with me in person, let's go meet in a field. So, if you know Mike Adams, he's he's paranoid about people watching him, tracking him. So, we had to know electronics for miles and we we're out in a field for five hours two and a half months ago. And I'm telling him about everything I'm finding. And he's like, uh, Dr. Artis, uh, you need to scrub your laptop, get a nuke laptop, do everything with cash, go get burner phones, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, no, he he started to make me scared to death to do this. I was like, uh, he's like, and you should do it anonymous, which I love him for. And I just, it freaked me out. So literally for two weeks, I didn't even get on my computer because I was scared that somebody's watching me and going to come kill me. And I'm like, fine, I won't look at it. But every night I would get these hints of things to go look at. Like every night, like while I was laying in bed. Like I'd get these inspirations to go look at something. I was like, fine, I just got to go do it. So I'd go do it. I'd look it up and I'd be like, oh my God, there it is again. Venom again. Okay, great. In relationship to COVID. My parents told me to watch a TV show in December. I don't even watch TV. And they know I don't. They know I hate TV series. I've never watched any, hardly ever. And my dad's like, he had double knee surgery. And he's like, hey, Brian, I just need to tell you something. We just started watching a TV show you should watch. That came out in like 2010, 11. And I said, what is it? They said, Blacklist. And I said, and why do you think I would want to watch that? And they said, you'll love the main character. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. So I started watching this thing. And every week we'll watch several of them a night, maybe. Not every night, but some nights. When I was actually had decided I wasn't going to say anything or look into it anymore. um, I'm watching season four, episode 15. And I do love this character. If I ever watched it, it'd be like two episodes a night. Then I go to bed with my wife. Jane finds it super boring. She's sitting right next to me asleep every night. And imagine my shock that in season four, episode 15, I'm watching it. And this guy in the beginning gets poisoned with something that he drinks. He takes a drink of scotch at the very beginning of the show. The very next scene. I mean, it cuts to nine hours later. He's in a hospital room and he can't breathe. <sighs> and they've got oxygen on him and they're trying to save his life. And he's coming to a little bit. and. The doctor tells him that he's been poisoned, but they can't find what the poison is. They have no idea what it is and that he's going to die. But these corticosteroids are helping to reduce your symptoms. He leaves there and then gets a stranger to break into a pharmacy with him because he's going to find out who poisoned him. He's a, he's a criminal. They break into a pharmacy and he tells the stranger, I need you to go back there as he's struggling to breathe. <clears throat> they go back there and he says, I need corticosteroids and a bronchodilator. Now, you have to understand, I'm just watching it and I'm like, that's funny. It sounds like COVID. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, that's funny. It sounds just like COVID. Richard Bartlett in his bronchodilator, corticosteroids, Pierre Corey, interesting. And I'm like, interesting. The girl brings him the corticosteroids and he puts them in his hand as he's trying to breathe on the counter. And he goes, I've tried to avoid this my whole life. Corona of death. And he takes the pills and he collapses. And I was like, oh, and I hit my wife. I was like, honey, honey, wake up. Honey, wake up. He's going to say it. This is not a joke. I went, he's going to say it in this show. Since COVID, I've learned about Project Mockingbird, CIA working with Hollywood to project and uh, put out narratives of stuff they're going to be doing in the future. And I'm like, honey, he's going to say it. Just stay awake. Stay awake. Just watch. He's going to say it. I knew that it was going to be found out. That he drank snake venom and they were gonna say it. It took about 15 minutes to get to the FBI or the FBI headquarters, where the guy figures out what he's been poisoned with. And he says, You guys, you have to look at this. This is a weaponized peptide that actually specific targets people that have pre-existing conditions, diabetes, heart disease, lungs. And I was like, he's and I kept going, like this, he's gonna say it, Jane. And then he says, the FBI people look at the guy and go, well, what is it? And they said, it's a peptide from the venom of a snake called the red-headed crate. And I have to tell you, I just about fell out that the whole Corona pandemic I just figured out is now on TV. And then I looked up to see when it was filmed, when they filmed it. They filmed it in 2016. This is four years before the researchers in China and France figured out that the most co- the most identical source for SARS-CoV-2 spike protein came from one snake called the Chinese crate snake. And this dude just said it on TV. You know, they call it predictive programming. It's a part of the documentary. I was like, this is one of the things where for me it was God needed to show me that I was right. Like, look. And they drank it the peptide of the venom was put in his drink and he drank it. I had already said, I think they're doing it in water. For those of you who now are hating on me, all of you who are convinced of this project mockingbird thing that they do predictive programming. Now you have to admit to the world. You don't believe that (laughs) you seriously have to say, yeah, but it's not all the time. Yeah. You're going to dismiss this thing. Okay. I'm going to show you something. Look, this is October of last year. They took 20 patients that tested positive for COVID-19 in June of 2020, before vaccines or anything, and they found the title of this, Toxin-Like Peptides. The show says it's peptides from the venom of a snake, called a crate snake, by the way. Toxin-Like Peptides in the the blood, urine, and poop from COVID-19 patients, peer-reviewed and approved. This was submitted in June of 2020. It didn't get published until 6 months ago, a year and a half later, or a year plus later. And it says in here, the venom the results were toxin-like peptides almost identical to toxic components of venoms from animals like toxic marine snails and snakes. That's what it says. Were found in the samples provided from COVID-19 patients, but none None, zero in the control groups who tested negative for COVID-19. Look at this. Everybody watching at home in the show called Blacklist. I just saw like a month and a half ago that was like, you got to keep going. It was like, God tell me, go, go look. In this Italy study, Italy, 20 different or multiple cities in Italy, they took COVID-19 patients from and evaluated their blood, poop, and urine. Look at the first peptide from an animal that they found in COVID-19 patients that comes from venom of this creature. Read it out loud. Can you read that, Scott? Malayan crate. It's Malayan crate snake, people. And then look at this. Look, as I go up, you will see the words King Cobra venom, spitting Cobra venom, brown snake venom, viper venom, you name it, blah, blah, blah. It's four, Pages of different snake venom peptides only found in the COVID-19 patients and none in the non-COVID-19 patients. The last thing was this. So I watched this episode confirmed by these research studies that there's snake venom and then venom from snails. Oh, check this out. Okay, you're going to love this from a religious perspective. I've never even heard of this. In this list of the venoms they found, Look at the name of this one venom that to me is the most odd. (laughs) Okay. How did this venom of this creature end up in COVID-19 patients and not in the people that did not test positive for COVID read this out loud.
0: Crown of thorns, starfish. Unbelievable.
1: How how did the venom of a starfish, which is poisonous and deadly, how how did it end up in the COVID-19 patients only to learn that they have factories called biological weapons labs all over the world that are developing synthetic versions of all of these venoms and using them as weapons to kill people. And they're doing it. And then I uh, just want you to know that three days after I saw that blacklist thing, I was like get it!" like, it was like a, just another confirmation from God to me that I was on the right track. I don't watch TV ever. My parents were even an instrument like Richard Bartlett to go look at something like you have to understand My parents, I I seriously lost my, almost lost my whole family 10 years ago when I left the Mormon church. My parents turned their back on me this whole time. Like they, they literally told me for years, even up recently, that I'm following Satan. Like I'm a Satan worshiper. That's my parents. And they even used them. God used them to tell me when I showed up to check on them after having surgery. Because I keep showing up, because I'm going to make them love me regardless. Like I'm going to show up for the people that are hating on me right now. There's nothing that's going to happen in this world that was more hurtful than my family turning their back on me. Uh, You think I really care if Pierre Corey turns his back on me? You really think I care if Richard Fleming turns his back on me? He's flat out lying, by the way. And I'm going to show you how he's lying. Um, And no one should ever trust him again. That dude published a poster. In 2021, Fleming, copyrighted poster, and it says on there that the SARS-CoV-2 virus has Cobra toxin in it, and it's on his copyrighted Richard Fleming poster. He has, since this has come out, scrubbed the post that part of the poster so you can't see that on there, and he's out there bashing me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I would be real hard-pressed to trust people who are lying. He said originally in the beginning of 2021 that there is cobra venom toxin on the SARS-CoV-2 spike on the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So, you just have to understand I don't understand why people are doing this. Just leave it alone. 3 days after I watched the Blacklist episode season 4 episode 15. Now, ask me about the symbolism of COVID-19, it's massive. I, it actually took me like 2 weeks later I was like there's got to be symbolism all over that episode. And then I, it hit me. Scott, add the number four for the season in episode 15. Adam, You get 19. I'm like, oh, my God, this was in 2016. You people are crazy creating this COVID-19 narrative. Here's the whole pandemic right in front of you. It's just disgusting. Three days after I saw that. So I was like really confident I was right about this. Predictive programming that you guys believe in, people. They said they drank the snake peptide and created a respiratory illness and poison this guy to try to kill him. And they called it Corona of death in the show. Come on. Now, either you don't believe in predictive programming and Dr. Artist is crazy. That's okay. All right, three days later, I'm going to drop off a car with my wife and we're driving back home. It's like 2.30. And she's like, honey, go get some food. I, I have a very high metabolism and I'll get hangry or snippy. So she's like, just stop over here. Uh, so, stop somewhere quick. And I went just like this. Well, why don't we just stop at that payway? It was right in front of us. And she goes, honey, we haven't eaten Chinese food in five years. And I said, you said it's late and you want food. They have lots of carbs. Let's go get some. So I pulled over. We order up my food and I go to the bathroom and come back out. There is this massive bucket, like this big, full of fortune cookies. And my wife's a desserts first kind of person. She loves them things. I hate them. I don't even think they're any good. So I never get one. Jane reached in while I was in the bathroom, got two fortune cookies, put one in front of her plate, one in front of mine. I come out, sit down, and she's already eaten her fortune cookie. I said, well, read me your fortune. And then uh, I said, well, if you did it first before you ate, I guess I'll open my fortune. So I just peeled it apart, the packaging, broke the cookie in half, and what's facing me is the back of that fortune cookie. And I quickly grabbed it and turned it around to face me. Like really quick, I was like, I don't want to see that. And she goes, uh, well, what's your say? And I picked it up, brought it to my face. And it says something like, the vast riches of the world start with one penny. Something like that. And do you know what it says right underneath that fortune? The lucky number is 19. Not a joke. And so I'm looking at that. I didn't even pick up on the 19 part. I just couldn't get my head off of the back, what was on the back. And Jane's like, and I sat it down on the table facing me with the fortune, so I couldn't see the back of it. And it bothered me so much, Scott, that I, I couldn't eat. I just sat there staring at the fortune. And Jane, like two minutes later, is like, honey, you need to eat something. Why aren't you eating? And I said, honey, there's something on the back of that fortune cookie that I can't believe is on the back of there. And she goes, well, what is it? And I took it and I handed it to her. And I said, look at that. I said, there's two names in parentheses on the back of that fortune cookie. And she goes, "I don't I don't know who this is. I said, well, take that name, type it in your phone in Google. I didn't tell her, type it in Google. And I want you to type in that name in COVID-19. And she goes, oh my God, this is the researcher you've been talking about to me for four months that ended up murdered. Yeah, it's that guy. He was about to make a big press release in May of 2020, May 2nd, 2020, that week. He was going to do a press release. He works at the University of Pittsburgh. His 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 group at that school were unlocking the mysteries of COVID. And he said he had a big press release he was going to do that week about what they've uncovered. And he ended up murdered that night before the press release. Seven bullets to his chest, three to his face in his house. And then... A mile down the road, they found a guy that knew him, but not super close to him. And he was dead in a car with one bullet to his brain. And the whole media spun it as a murder-suicide lover's triangle. They they said there's some woman the two of these guys were in love with. It was a total made-up lie. And so when I was going through my snake research, it came around to him. Uh, like t- a month later. And then I got this sick feeling that that's why he was murdered. And that's why I went and talked to Stu. It's why I went and talked to Mike Adams. I wanted to know, what do I need in the way of security? I've got something that's probably got people killed. Uh, and it was anyway, she puts it into the phone and she's like, Oh my God, this is Bing Lou that I've been talking about this whole time. Must've been on the cusp of this. And it was like the last thing I needed from God to go like this. Hey man. <laughs> Uh, don't forget being Lou and you are going to bring justice to his name. That's what it felt like when I read it. And my wife got this really sick feeling that, uh, I was about to go expose it to the world and she knew what challenges were going to come because in her heart of heart, she knew this was like the last thing that she needed to see last thing I needed to see. And, and I just cannot stop trying to save people's lives and exposing the truth. Why it is it was given to me, I don't know. I didn't want it. I didn't like it. Uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett says, uh, who sent me the text, right after the video of Stu Peters came out, he calls me and he goes, you know what, Doc, I don't I don't understand the water part. I don't I don't get it. And I don't think as an ER doctor himself, he says, I don't really agree with the water part. He said, but you are 100% part right about the venom. And then then and he, and he wondered why it was sensationalized around water. And I said, I don't have anything to do with the making of the film. Then the next day, he calls me again, and he goes, Doc, I just got finished watching your your first chapter and second chapter with Mike Adams. That was Those were the only two that were out then. The third one came out the next day, and this was his response. This is a medical doctor. He said, I have never seen someone take someone through a narrative of discovery with the amount of documentation like you just did. He goes, it was the most phenomenal thing I've ever seen. He goes, so I am referring everyone to watch the chapters, the three and a half hour chapters with Mike Adams. And that was filmed prior to Stu Peters releasing the thing. I told them to wait, Let Stu drop the thing. And then I want all of you releasing this stuff to the media. Um, and they trusted me and Mike Adams was blown away with the amount of documentation in the narrative. And, and Bartlett said, it's going to be hard for people to walk away from that three chapter series with Mike Adams and not look and see the same conclusion you came up with. And then told me, medical doctors are reaching out to him nonstop going, how did we miss this? COVID-19 is literally, the The symptoms are just like snake venom envenomation. How did Dr. Artis figure this out? I, I didn't. God showed me through a text from Richard Bartlett. And I will tell you, I actually expected, I told Mike Adams, I told Stu Peters, I told my wife, who were only a few and Vandersteel knew Scott McKay knew that was it. That's the only people I talked to Scott McKay knew because he's in my town and he has security with him every time I see him. So I was like, I may need security, buddy. Can you help me? Like, so, these are the reasons why I trust, trusted these people. Um, I just want you to know that uh, uh, I said to all of them, some horrific things are probably going to happen to me after this gets released. I, I would expect I'll probably be canceled from, Most of the events I'm scheduled to speak on stages between now and whenever. I said, uh, I'll probably be considered a nut job maniac as Pierre Corey has quoted that I'm having a manic episode. I knew people would see it this way. Imagine my shock on the second day, right after the stupidest things comes out. I'm waiting, like waiting for the world to just outright reject me. I didn't care. The message was too great. I am not anything like your savior, but that guy was ridiculed, beaten, uh, tortured, shame, defamed. Dude, when you got truth that you're saying people just balk against it for some reason. And I expected it. I can't, I gotta, I gotta give credit here to somebody on Tuesday night, the next day after Stu Peters dropped his thing, a doctor was blowing up my phone. And his name is Dr. Rashid Boutar. And this guy, I've only met once and just shook his hand one time at an event. But I don't know him. I know of him. Uh, he was blowing up my phone while I was doing interviews. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm in an interview. I'll get back to you. And he couldn't watch the Stu Peters thing Monday night because he was filming a Zoom call with multiple doctors where they were setting up a new protocol for all the future COVID variant outbreaks. And he said, I was only able to watch it Tuesday night. He said, I watched it and I couldn't believe what I was watching. I can't believe you put this together. This is a total God thing. And then he said, and then the very, as soon as the show ended, he was so impressed with what I'd figured out and come to a conclusion of that he was excited about a event that's coming up in May. And he said, one of the doctors at a, an event that are speaking at his event in May had to drop out right after he watched my show. They called and said, I'm sorry, I can't attend. And so he was so excited to have me come. Like he goes, I had to get you because this is a God thing. Somebody just dropped out. I want to plug you in. And I was like, okay, great. Thank you for being so supportive. And he goes, no, no, you don't understand. When I say this is a God thing, this is, you need to know it's a God thing. While the Stu Peters documentary about Ben in the water uh, or anywhere in relationship to COVID, when you dropped that, the same hour I was filming with medical doctors, our new booklet protocol for treating COVID-19 variants in the future. He said, as we went through every single physical symptom and blood markers for COVID-19 that we could find after two years, we, we decided and started putting together a protocol of how to treat COVID-19 in the future. He said, it became so clear to us what we were going to do to treat all COVID-19. It was so clear to us that we decided to title it, Treating All COVID-19 Variants Like an Acute Rattlesnake Bite. And he said, we didn't actually think it was venom. We just knew everything we've seen for two years under a microscope in the blood reads just like snake venom, like a reaction to a snake bite. So we decided to name it that way, because everything that we are putting together as a protocol works towards that. And so as an emergency ER doctor, we we decided to call it treat COVID-19 like an acute rattlesnake bite. He goes, we had the inspiration to title that you're telling the world it is that he goes, it, this is more than a God thing. You don't even realize. And I said, oh no, for four months, I've known that this is a God thing. Like there's no way that I came to this. So there's no way I would have got here on my own. Richard Bartlett was a key. My parents were a key. Uh, yeah. And then my brain God gave me must have been a key because I'm this, I'm this, I'm still like that three-year-old that always asks why, <laughs> when you're like, why do I have to go to bed? Because it's night. Well, why is it night? Because the sun went down. Why did the sun go down? You know, this is, it, because uh, the earth rotates around the sun. It's on the other side of the sun. Why does the earth rotate around? Sun? This is how I am. Why did monoclonal antibodies work for venom? I don't know. Why is it working towards COVID? I thought it was from bats. I just want to make something very clear to you. COVID-19 blood samples, poop samples, and urine samples from multiple cities in Italy in June of 2020. They found 20 snake venom peptides in their blood, urine, and feces. They found 16 marine deadly venoms that are more deadly than king cobra venom from the Kono snail and from a starfish. Notice that of the 36 venoms from animals, there's not a single damn bat anything in this list. Yet all of you have been convinced it comes from a bat. It ain't a bat nothing. It is snake venom, marine venom, everything. Shellfish venom, everything. That's what it is. And they're using it. I actually think it's all snake venom in the mRNA shots. But to poison the world, they used, and to make everybody sick, they used venoms. How else can you explain, Scott? Crown of thorn starfish venom in COVID 19 patients. And then ocean snails. Yeah. And if you want to know about the snail part, you know, this predictive programming in in movies in Hollywood. These snails, these snails called Kono snails. I did my wife showed me a movie a couple weeks ago and it's a brand new movie with Ben Affleck. He's a murderer. He's married to a woman and he likes he's a serial killer. So he lets his wife go have affairs so he can murder the man he's jealous of. And that's their, that's their gig in his basement. There's these random weird things. He goes, it's unrelated to the story. He goes down to his basement and all he has is aquariums of Marine snails. And he actually takes the lid, pull tips it over and he will look at all the snails. And then he puts it back and these people will go down there with the basement. And they're like, what's up with the snails? And he's like, I just like snails and it's these snails and he puts that and there's aquariums everywhere in his basement has nothing to do with the story. I'm like, uh, murder is the story. Venom is the story. If you don't think these venoms down here, these shellfish venoms are poisonous and they've been weaponized. I want everyone watching this to go look up the congressional hearing, the video. Seriously. I just learned about this three days ago. They used shellfish venom, the CIA did, and mixed it with King Cobra venom. They froze it in ice and made a little dart out of ice with these venoms from shellfish and King Cobra. And they put it in a gun, and the gun was called a heart attack gun. The CIA made this. And they said that they manufactured the gun to not shoot with gunpowder bullets. So that it was silent, they made it a battery-operated gun, a real gun. And the dart, they put the venom of king cobra and the venom of shellfish in water, froze it, shaped it into a little sliver of ice, so small that the con and the Congress asked the CIA, um, so how do you get it into the victim? <laughs> they said, oh, we shoot it from a gun, an ice dart, and they said. Uh, Does the patient not know, the victim not know you shot him? And he goes, nope, it's so thin, microscopically thin. No one even knows they got shot. It goes into the body unperceived because it's ice. It melts immediately when it gets inside the body that's warmer than ice. And they said this venom from cobras and these shellfish. This is 1975, people. The two venom aspects of these two creatures Solely targets one organ, the heart, and it kills the man, causing them to have a heart attack in less than three minutes. They can shoot ice, get it into the body. The, do- the person doesn't even know they got shot, it just leaves a little red dot. And this is amazing. The CIA tells Congress, um, yeah, we found a poison in king cobra venom in this shellfish that stops the heart of a man in less than three minutes, and it's undetectable by autopsy. Okay, if 1975 they figured out how to take these weapons, these venoms that are deadly from sea creatures, the CIA, and they figured out how to put it in ice, which is water, people. They put it in ice and then shot it at you. And it could get in your body and you wouldn't even know you got shot. And it would stop your heart and you would die in three minutes or less from a heart attack that was undetectable by a pathologist and autopsy. If they've had that technology since 1975, the year before I was born. You don't think they've figured out how to weaponize these venoms later and call them whatever in the world they want to, figured out how to get it into you? If they could shoot it, if they could shoot an ice dart with a gun, you don't think they can put it in the air now, put it in your water, put it in your ice and let you drink it? Per the Blacklist show, all you had to do was drink it. That's all it, all it took. Interesting.
0: Very interesting. If you've said something a couple times and I want to hit on, it. something you don't know about me. Yeah, you know, I was in an accident in 2001 a bad one. 90% soft tissue injury and a closed head injury. It was a chiropractor that was my lead medical person that guided me through complete recovery. So what I want you to talk a little bit about is your training because there is a complete misperception on what who chiropractors are in this day and age, the vast knowledge of what you do and the amount of s- study you do on the entire endocrine system and the healing of the body—that is what I think gives you the advantage in all of this.
1: Yeah, I'll just tell you: uh, multiple interviews I've done this where people—I don't know why people want to ask me about my feelings about what other people are saying about oh, chiropractors. So ridiculous! That is so unChristian-like. To judge someone like that, it's ridiculous, and that is not very Christian-like, and you should go repent for being ugly to another. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I am really a doctor weirdo. Are you gonna tell me now that dentists aren't doctors, that PhDs aren't doctors, acupuncturists aren't real doctors? If that's the case, you are so judgmental and disgusting to me and immature that you would do that, that you would be that disrespectful. It tells me, your parents didn't spank you enough to learn how to respect other people. That's what it tells me. <laughs> oh, you, you weren't whipped enough to learn to learn to be respectful to others. Just in general. that's 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 uh, that's, that's evil. It's not nice. It's, it's weird. So I just want you to know, uh, I am a doctor. I'm a doctor of chiropractic, and I will tell you, I've said multiple times, thank God that I am a chiropractor, not a medical doctor. I would have never figured this out. I would have never been open to even look at this. The behavior of the people who are lashing out right now. They are medical doctors who were been brainwashed for years in the medical cult complex. And it is really deep indoctrination. And I do not blame them. I do not at all. Uh, it is so unfathomable to them to see that. Drugs are being restricted to be able to use a certain dose these last two years that, that made them upset. They can't believe this is happening. Pierre's words, corruption by far, this is corruption and he recognizes it, which is great for me to come out and say, it's even worse than you realize and more evil. They're not ready to go there. They can't accept that the, their entire career is based on a fraudulent, Evil medical complex that that doesn't even resonate with them. So they they cannot see or perceive right now that level of evil So I just want you to know when you go to med school when I actually applied to go to med school, which I did I uh, Took the MCAT. and I was fine. I was ready to go Um, When I looked at the actual Syllabuses and the curriculum for med schools that I looked at uh, there's three Board exams that you had to take before you graduated at that time in 2004 2001 if it's different now, so what? But it was three board exams I remember they had to pay for in order to graduate and get a license at any state. Chiropractors aren't that way. We actually take, did a three and a half year curriculum year round. And I had to take four state boards. Not only did I have to know everything about drugs, I had to take pharmacology classes in order to know what my patients were taking <laughs> and then how to coach them, how to help them, uh, how to consult them on the drugs they're on. And then we always referred, of course, for them to consult, if I had concerns, to consult with their MDU prescribes them. We view the body as chiropractors, that the body has its own innate ability to control and govern its own immune system, to repair and heal it, uh, to to detox, to kill off infections. We actually have more faith in the human body that it can heal on its own. If given the right nutrition, diet, alignment of the spine, these are all things that are true but Not to the medical profession, they don't see it that way. Uh, you have to understand my syllabus is when I was looking at different medical schools, there wasn't even a nutritional class in four years on any syllabus or curriculum for the whole time. So, when they talk about nutritional supplements, when you go in there, you go, Hey, should I take this vitamin supplement? and they go, I don't, I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> they don't know anything about it, they know zero. Z- when I say zero, they don't know anything coming out of school about diet foods impact on your body or supplements. I did find one school when I was looking at schools to go to who offered a nutritional class, but she had to pay extra and it was just a two hour class, like two hours total in one day and you had to pay extra for it outside of your tuition to even take it. And it was going to go over vitamins and minerals. That's how limited they are trained to trust food. You put in your body supplements that go into your body They're just not trained on that. They literally come out of school. If you ever listened to Dr. Joseph Mercola, uh, who I got to meet in 2001, he talked about, he was a health nut before he went to med school. He said it took him four years to unwrap all of the indoctrination that you have to only trust drugs and surgery to overcome illness. It took him four years to unwind that stuff. Um, And so I just want you to know the indoctrination is very deep, unfortunately. For us, we actually more have we have more faith in the God given immunity that He gave you. We have more faith in diet, nutrition, avoiding toxins, clearing out parasites, uh, handling pathogens with nutritional stuff. So if somebody would have came to me as a chiro- as a chiropractic patient and they went like this, I have parasites. What would you recommend? I would not have said hydroxychloroquine. A medical doctor would maybe. I would have said uh, I would use quercetin and wormwood which is a biblical reference too, but wormwood's an herb that actually kills parasites. And you can do it just as effectively with nutrition from plants as you can with drugs that are prescribed. It does take a little bit longer with, with natural substances. These are not chemically designed uh, drugs, patented drugs. So you can either use nutrition, you can use food. I don't even have to know if you know this, but most pharmaceutical drugs that you swallow, now you're learning a whole bunch of them are made from snake venom around the whole world. But most of them are actually derived and patented molecules based on the plants they found the compounds inside of. So, for example, there's a plant called the valerian root. Valerian. Valerian root, Now, uh, if you eat it, the root, or if you chopped it up, dried it, put it in a capsule and swallowed it. It's called valerian root complex. It helps with improving sleep cycles and reducing anxiety. Uh, When the drug manufacturers found out that this valerian root plant had such powerful ingredients in the plant naturally, they took that root into a lab and then ran tests to see what are all of the components of valerian. And then they started making them synthetically. Then they wanted to see which one of them were making you sleepy. And when they figured out what it was, they then patented it that one chemical and they called it Valium. Valium is named after valerian root. And what do they use to help you sleep? Valium. Well, I never gave you Valium as a patient. I used valerian root. Why? Because valerian root as a plant has none of the toxic side effects the man-made Valium does. So drugs are not natural compounds. Your human body was made by God. It is a natural Organism designed to use natural substances that God put on the planet, food, water, air. These drugs that are made called pharmaceutical drugs, they are not designed to be ingested long term. I've said this for 20 years. Drugs are fine in emergency situations and being used for like a three month period. While you discover what's the underlying cause of your symptoms and you should come off of them. Because every drug made by man causes kidney failure and liver failure over time. This is why they say to you in every commercial for every drug ever, after they tell you all the horrible side effects, they go like this. Ask your doctor if this is right for you. And then they say, make sure your doctor checks your kidney and your liver functions often once you start taking this drug. That is their nonchalant way of saying we know from research study this drug over time is going to destroy your kidneys and your liver. Do you want to know why in America we have so many people on dialysis machines? Do you know that America, of all the drugs even made in the whole world, America swallows and buys 40% of the entire world's drugs that are made? And do you know that America only has 4.7% of the whole world's population? We only have 4.7% of the whole world's population. How is it possible we're consuming Forty percent of all the drugs in the entire world. Do you want to know why COVID nineteen deaths are higher in America than in any other country worldwide? They made us the most diseased humans on the planet. In one country, we have massive amounts of kidney failure. Kidney work anymore? The drugs have destroyed it over time, and then food. Glyphosate in the foods doing it too, which Stephanie Seneff is a massive expert on from MIT. She's the smart one on that, not me. Go read her books called Toxic Legacy. And then you've got vaccines that are going into people made by the drug makers. They're creating diseases. And then they created this COVID-19 pandemic, isolating venoms that target one organ at a time, like the CIA heart attack gun. One single venom peptide at a time that kills diabetics for COVID-19 victims. Heart disease patients, lung disease patients, kidney disease patients, and brain disease patients. You're the targets. They're killing people on purpose that are diabetics. That's who they're targeting, number one. Uh, And I have to tell you this. This is amazing. This is what I've learned in the last four months. Scott, did you know that they are doing this in research studies around the world? They'll take albino rats, and they will take a shot, called a vaccine maybe, a shot, And they inject half of the rats with a drug that kills the pancreas and makes them diabetic. At least parts of the pancreas to make it a diabetic rat. So you have these two groups, non-diabetic healthy rats. Now you have diabetic rats only. And researchers know how to squeeze something into their veins that causes them to be just a diabetic. And then they take sublethal king cobra venom. And in these research studies, they will inject it the same amount in the healthy rats as the newly created diabetic rats. You know, it's amazing. The sublethal dose of the cobra venom in the healthy rats does absolutely nothing to the rat. That's healthy. But when you inject it into the diabetic rat. They get these massive swings in blood sugar because it targets the pancreas. They go into what's called hyperinsulinemia, really high levels of insulin that drops their blood sugar really low. And then the next hour, all on its own, it crashes the insulin and the glucose goes way up. up. And it puts them into a diabetic shock, diabetic coma, and these rats end up with disease and die. But the healthy rats, nothing happens to them. It explains why so many diabetics, heart disease patients, and others are dying. In fact, it answers, for me, at the end of 2020, the CDC said 96% of all Americans who have died from COVID-19 died with comorbidities, diabetes, heart disease, and kidney disease. And they said only 6% died who just got COVID. You you want to know why? Because like in the Blacklist TV show from 2016, they said, they used a weaponized peptide, singular, from the venom of crates. And in the show, the FBI agent goes, uh, We got to find out what pre existing conditions the main character has because that's what they're targeting. Yes, that's what they're targeting. They're targeting diabetics, heart disease, and uh, kidney disease patients. That's what they're doing. And then they use the hospital protocols to murder innocent elderly and get you out of Medicare and Social Security. That's what they're doing. That's the massive eugenics program. I'm sorry. This is the alert. Don't shoot the messenger. The great news is the doctors who have been treating patients this whole time, early treatment wise, are using things that work against venoms. You just didn't know that's what it was. You also didn't know that nicotine has some weird benefit to COVID-19. Scott, I've had medical doctors texting me saying that six weeks ago, they got COVID. We're in the hospital being treated for COVID have been out for six weeks and have never recovered all of their oxygen levels or their energy. They're still sick. And after they saw the Stu Peters thing, the medical doctor are texting me and they said, I went down to the store and got nicotine gum and I started chewing it. And then I got melatonin hormone supplement within one day for six weeks. She hasn't been able to get her oxygen level up above 91 or 92. Within one day, it's up to 96%. And she said she can actually feel her diaphragm is actually working again, which is exactly what the researchers in France in April of 2020 said, we need studies on this nicotine weird uh, protective measure it looks like from observing. Less than 5% of all COVID hospitalized patients are uh, smokers. 100% of the time, literally, since I figured this out with God's help, starting in December, anybody around the world who's written me and said they were doing hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin C, zinc, corticosteroids, budesonide, if they said they were still struggling a week or two later with COVID, they would ask me, what do I do? What, what am I missing? And I would go like this. Uh, just go down to the store, at the corner store, and get some nicotine patches or nicotine gum. And they would go like this. What in the world is that going to do? <laughs> and, I'd go, and I'd go like this. Uh, you asked me for my help. Just go get it. And then tell me in the next 48 hours how you feel. Scott, 100% of the time, I didn't even have to wait two days. It was two hours, sometimes an hour, sometimes 15 minutes after they would start chewing the gum. All their symptoms went away, and they couldn't believe it. So don't shoot me. Scientists were saying there's this observation they were observing and asked for studies, and no government supported them. It, is, it does have an immediate somehow protective measure against the aspects of these venoms that they're calling COVID-19. And those venoms attack nicotinic, nicotinic acetylcholine receptors in the brainstem that control your ability to breathe. And then it drops your oxygen level. This is how snakes stop animals from running away that they bite. It paralyzes their ability to breathe. They can't run. Imagine long haulers. You know, the rat's trying to get away. I can't. <laughs> That's long haulers, man. Y'all got snake venom in your body. Now go get it out. Vitamin C, NAC, glutathione, nicotine, for some reason, appears to have some benefit. Don't shoot me. Don't say he's just a chiropractor. Yeah, you're right. I am a chiropractor. Thank God, or I'd have never figured it out, probably.
0: All right. So last question. Do you think it can be detoxed then from the body?
1: Yeah, I actually think that you can do high dose infusions of glutathione and vitamin C together. And and from the studies I saw on the people who created these mRNA shots, the substance they use to cleave RNA, to get their mRNA inside there, they use a substance called snake venom phosphodiesterase. Mike Adams freaked out when I put up on the screen that you can buy it for $133 online, the substance, snake venom phosphodiesterase, in a bottle. And then it describes at checkout, it says anybody that buys this substance for research purposes to do gene therapy... It says, do not mix it with any of these three, actually four things that will completely destroy its ability to function as an aspect of snake venom. It says, don't mix it with glutathione. Don't mix it with N-acetylcysteine. Don't mix it with ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C. And then this EDTA product. And Mike Adams is like, oh my God, that's everything they don't want you to use in hospitals. They don't want to treat mRNA patients or victims of I think people need to start. If you're dealing with issues like that, what's it going to hurt? Call a mobile unit that goes to your home or go to an infusion center and do high-dose glutathione and vitamin C. Why not? It's never killed anybody. Go try
0: it. I use high doses of vitamin C myself, and then the glutathione is available over-counter too?
1: Glutathione you can get over-the-counter, and and, or you can make it yourself in your liver with NAC and selenium. That's what you need. So NAC and selenium supplementation, which they don't want you using either interesting enough.
0: So what do you think the duration of that is? Like 30, 45 days for a detox? It's gonna depend on person.
1: I really don't, I have a clue. I have no idea. I would just do it until all your symptoms are gone. Just, I would try it two or three infusions or try two to three weeks for supplementation. That's plenty of time to see if it's working. You don't need to wait a year, just take it two or three weeks. And if you're not like massively better, and also those who are struggling long-term side effects of COVID or the vaccines, Try melatonin hormone. It's phenomenal. I've, I've heard nothing but great results so far around the world, which is phenomenal.
0: You have anything else you want to throw in today? It was a fantastic interview.
1: Yeah, yes, I do. All the haters and all the lovers. I love you. I got nothing but respect for you.
0: Dr. Artis, we always do a prayer at the end. Can we do a prayer? Please do. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this blessed meeting and this amazing opportunity to share in Dr. Artis' work and his words and insights into this very unique time that we live. We just ask that you'll continue to bless him with his insights, his strength to stand up to this evil, to expose this as it is, and to continue to lead people to the truth. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Do not accept. You know what was crazy when I was reading that uh, recombinant DNA, getting Satan's genes into your DNA? Do you know who kept popping up in my head as I was reading it? Was Dr. Stella Emanuel. You know, she's constantly like, It is the devil that we're putting in our bodies, and you got to cast them out. And I'm like, oh my god, it really is. (laughs) It really is the serpent.
0: Yeah, I want to get her on the show. She's great. She's hard to get hold of, but I want to get her on the show.
1: Oh, very interesting. Y'all should look at this. It's very, it's very odd. Uh, The names of the variants for COVID-19 are actually from a constellation in the sky. It's not the Greek alphabet in order. They're actually using the stars. From a constellation called Dracos. That means the dragon. Yeah, go look. At, even Omicron is a star in the Dracos constellation. Uh, Mu, Delta, Alpha, Gamma, all of them are up there. If you want to know which variants are coming, go look at the dragon. These people are mocking every Christian around the world. All of them.
0: Absolutely. You. They are amazing.
1: Yeah. All right. You guys are phenomenal. You're awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Dr. Artis. We'll talk soon, and we'll keep in touch. I want to hear if you any, get any other breaking stuff. Let me know.
1: Rock and roll, man. I will.
0: God bless. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. So, Patriots, that was Dr. Brian Artis, who's shaken the world with his massive research on Venom, which I think is just the way he's presented it here over the last two shows. If you haven't heard the first show, make sure and go back. I would highly recommend that you also listen to the three-part series that Mike Adams put up. Um, I'm not a big fan of Stu Peter's documentary. I know it got people's attention, but it's really not allowed enough time to see the full development of his research and understand the whole intricacies of it. So if you've seen the Stu Peter's documentary, like erase your mind, start over and listen to these two and listen to Mike Adams interviews, because that's a total, it's a total of five hours there's some overlap, but you're going to find a really deep dive into his research on Mike Adams' work, and then he's done, a, I think, an exceptional job of laying out the whole picture here in the in the two hours that were uh, that he gave it or he took. And I, I just so you know, I gave Doctor Artist as much time as he wanted. So it, I think this is just a, another really important interview to listen to and to bookmark, to share because it really provides the story and you know how I am about that. We've got to understand the context of the story and then and in no way being biased. I just am very impressed with what Dr. Artis presented here. And then I would recommend people, after listening to both of these, go and listen to Mike Adams three part series if you have not listened to that. It's again, it's that's your deep dive into the specifics of the research. So there's just some really this is really an amazing perspective. I am I, I hope everybody really got that connection, which to me was a that moment when he told the story about his parents and how he's been estranged because he left the Mormon church and how doc, Dr. Artis really sees that as a gift from God to bring them back together through a simple TV show. That's really phenomenal, and that's really God working. And I, I'm, I think it's wonderful just how Dr. Artis gives so much credit to God in all of this, which is true. I mean, it's... It's God moving and God moves in big ways and we never know who he's going to choose or why, but this has been shaken up. And even Stu's documentary did a great piece because it got people to shake up and boy, it did trigger some conservatives and Q folks, which I think is funny in itself. I think the Q folks got more triggered than liberals, which is pretty crazy, but maybe not. So anyway, really good. Presentation here and really good thesis that he has. And I think he has a lot of the components that we've been missing and understanding how all the pieces come together. Obviously, there's there's more research ongoing and there's going to be some continued debate. But that, in the end of the day, the biggest win on all of this is it's forced people to look at the problem again while they're trying to distract everybody with Ukraine and all the uh, Ukraine yellow and blue flag wackos on Twitter and social media that are, I stand with Ukraine, which is, might as well say, I stand with Nazis, as they're trying to distract everybody from the truth, or as that magical Durham investigation, who we don't even know who Durham is, apparently is ongoing. And I guess now the cue projection is it's all going to happen next November, just so you know, I like, whatever. The real issues here are people are still suffering from COVID and the vaccine. And what Dr. Artis is offering, and I think this is what's the kind of the bottom line, you have nothing to lose if you try glutathione and vitamin C. So if you've got symptoms that are, that are residual, if you are a person who's taken the injection and you're looking for somebody to help you get, these two products and you and try it. It's not, I mean, that's what he's saying. I guess I should say that's my opinion. Cause I don't wear a white goat and I'm not a doctor, but try glutathione and, and, and vitamin C. It can't hurt you at the very least. Vitamin C has huge restorative powers. And by the way, we're talking massive doses of vitamin C. So if you want to know more about that, read Linus Pauling's book, vitamin C and the common cold. So it, all this stuff is out there. It's common knowledge, but the pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. And we know that Patriots, Thank you for being here on the show tonight. And I will look forward to seeing you in the next hour or the next show at Fishers of Men. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. People like Dr. Artis are shaking the world. We've had many great insights and courageous voices this last two years. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Carrie Midday, Dr. Lee Merritt, Dr. Larry Pilevsky, Dr. Eric Naputi, Dr. Artis, and many of the other people out here that are working hard. And it's because of those heroes that are led by their heart and all of them led by God, that we able to keep a lot of people safe and sane. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, fearlessly, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward.